You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. That's beautiful, man. Who are we listening to? I listen to Baylor Project, four-time Grammy nominated. Uh, they are in Piedmont Park today. But day two of the Atlanta Jazz Festival, which is absolutely free, and people are happy to be able to go out to the park. Understand they had great crowds out there yesterday. Uh, back today, a full lineup of uh, entertainers, but that is the Baylor Project and sounding good. I yeah, they are. Hear that. They're on the stage at 3 o'clock today. They need to come up here and do that. <laughs> because either that or get some air conditions out there. Yeah. And little, bring them little fans with you. Yep, do that. Do that. Pack, pack, pack along something cool to keep you refreshed, but uh, great music, and it's free, and it's back to a – Great Atlanta uh, Memorial Day weekend tradition. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It is the 30th day of May. We are in the midst of a holiday weekend. We hope you are enjoying yourself so far, having a great time. you got family in. Maybe you're traveling. You're coming through town. The highways are now open. Everything's clear, at least as far as we know. And um, just thank you again for making us a part of your, uh, your Sunday morning. We say to you, good morning, Georgia! Good morning. And a special good morning. You find folks in Morrow. And Morrow, home, Morrow. Of, home of the Mustangs. 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 Yeah. Uh, Andre Hastings. They wow. Like, yeah, it was uh, well, the team. They won the state championship, and I think they may have had, they may have had 40 players on that team, Jeez. or maybe less. And I say that because at the time, they were in the state's largest classification, which was 4A. Now it's 7A. But you would never see a team win the highest classification with that fewer players. On the team again, I don't think. But they had a, just about 40 guys, and they went out there in one state. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you just join us quickly before we turn things over to what we're going to talk about next year, um, we got a poll question out there. What one-day event uh, on the heels of the Indianapolis 500? It's getting ready to run. Would you like to go attend? Super Bowl notwithstanding, we have got Kentucky Derby. We've got Indy 500, Daytona 500, and other. Other could be your Super Bowl or – a game seven. We talked about a number of scenarios, but we had to pick three, and so we ch- yeah. we chose those three. Uh, we love Playoff for you to participate. Championship game. Yeah, exactly. At ninety two nine, the game. We uh, talked to Russell Baxter a little while ago. We talked to him. It's all about NFL coming up. Adam Alexander is going to join us from FS One. We're going to talk not only Indy five hundred, but uh, you know the days of the, uh, the of the driver going from Indy to up to the Coca Cola. Yep. I don't think we have one of them. No, we don't, but just his thoughts on that. And a special guest coming up top of the 9 o'clock hour. Along, well, we're going to have Deshaun join us. Yes. Deshaun Tate's going to join us in the 9 o'clock hour, but we are going to be joined by Ralph Gar. Yes. Famous, famous Atlanta Brave, all-time great baseball player, and one of the best nicknames ever. Yeah. The Roadrunner. Very much. Looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Looking forward to that. But uh, as mentioned in Ralph Gar, let's uh, sort of circle back to uh, Major League Baseball. A date that we sit here on the 30th, a date that the U.S. Supreme Court 
told everybody that organized baseball is a sport, not a business. The Supreme Court did that. Thus, really? thus not subject to antitrust laws. For whatever reason, I think that was changed. <laughs> but but it happened on this date a long time ago. Yeah. And 22. Yep. Yeah. So very much, very much. Um, welcome to the show. Yeah. Yesterday. Oh yeah. Welcome to the show. And we had talked about it. I mean, this is something we found out about it. We mentioned just before um, just before we went off the air yesterday that uh, that the Braves were going to promote Michael Harris up and and some numbers behind this. He's played less than 50 games above single-A baseball before coming up. That's fewer and fewer games than Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones, I think, played 50 games above single-A before he came to the majors. He played fewer games than Andrew Jones. And they bypassed. Some people thought he was going to Gwinnett, maybe just go there for a month and make the transition between the double-A pitching and the triple-A pitching. But nope. Uh, they brought him up. Man, they brought him in here yesterday and – he had a press conference at like 1230 and at 4 o'clock he's on the field. I'm well, like, listen, isn't, that a, oh. isn't that an extension of this entire season? Spring training was a minute and a half. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything had to get hustled up because of that strike and or the lockout, if you will. And so everybody's sort of kind of making up a little bit of ground. But this dude lands and hits the ground running, right? Absolutely. Absolutely played in his first game. Here's what he did in the second at bat. Number one prospect has arrived in the big leagues today. And there's the first big league hit. There we go. Hopefully the first of 3,000. I want to thank Bally Sports and their hotel in Vegas for giving me some money, but also for that call. Uh, Yeah, Michael Harris, first career hit. 21 years old. Folks, hey. Uh, 21 years old, folks down in Henry County, excited. uh, Product of uh, Stockbridge High School and out of the – uh, South Fulton baseball program that Marquise Grissom has to get uh, the young folks down in that part of town to play baseball and uh, what a protege. And we have Marquise Grissom on with us tomorrow morning. Yeah, uh, we're on with tomorrow morning. We get to hear his thoughts on seeing his protege not only make the hometown team but take on his old position in center field. All right. Well, listen, the career has started. Yep. Let's see what happens. But when you get that first hit, when you get called up the way he does and perform the way he did, you're expecting a comment from your manager. This is what Brian Snicker had to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, you know, probably pick and choose some with the individual guys or whatever. But, yeah, no, he's going to – It's I like having him out there in center field. I say when I think when, um, you know, he's playing center, Ronnie's in right and Doobie's in left, that's pretty good. That's about as good outfield as you're going to get defensively. Did you say anything to him after, you know, his... No, I just, congratulations. You know, he's kind of one of those guys you got, you know, he, he's, I'm happy for him. I know his parents were all here. Like I could say his dad was here this morning and it was really cool to, you know, that, you know, he could come in and he was there when he signed his contract. I'm sure they took pictures and special moment for a kid like that. And, uh, you know, and he's such a wonderful young man too. So you're really happy for him. Well, there you go. How about that? How about that? 4-1, they lose the game, but the story clearly is, is the arrival of, of, uh, of Michael Harris. And he's facing a tough pitcher. Once again, Alcantara got him again. He got him last week. He got him again yesterday. This guy was just did a phenomenal job pitching yesterday. He went eight full innings, uh, surrendered four. He struck out 14. Yeah. 
struck out fourteen. There's no rhyme or reason why stuff like that happens, but I got a bigger. But, but, but no, but you have. But you know, it happened with Aaron Nola this week, and it happened with Zach Wheeler earlier this week. You, you run into a hot pitcher. Oh right, yeah. Well, you I know. get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I got a bigger issue going on here, and I'm, I'm thinking something's going to happen. But these two teams, I mean, there's a jark, there's a Sharks and a, and, and a um, Jets and the Sharks moment coming up. They keep hitting Acuna. Yeah, they do. They keep hitting this dude. But and you know what? To his credit, he went up to him and apologized to him. He walked up to him and said, hey, man, I wasn't trying. You know, and he, he wasn't. He's pitching a great game. You got no reason to throw and hit, throw and hit him. And, and then he went over after Acuna uh, went over to third, which they ended up reversing the call and saying he was out. He went over there and spoke to him again. You know, so. I, I'm just telling you. I know the Despite. Yeah, it's the history. And at some point, whether you apologize, it's always, you know, after you, the act is done. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. But the damage has been done, and it's been accumulating for a period of time. It ain't like Acuna's been in the league for 10 years. He's been here a minute and a half, and he has regularly been plunked by this team. At some point, somebody who's not who doesn't care about getting thrown out of a game is going to do something or, and got deep enough pockets to take on the fight for their teammates. There's seven times he's been hit by Marlins pitching. Seven times. Yeah, man, something's going, something, something, you know. something's going to happen here. Yeah, you know what? I, I um, one thing I did enjoy though is seeing Acuna and Harris on the base pass at the same time. Boy, that gave me shades of the Cardinals with with, with Coleman and McGee. Oh my wow. goodness! You, yeah, dude. Vince Coleman you, and, you and, that and kind of and Willie McGee. Willie you McGee having that kind of speed on the base pass. They had one other dude over there that was kind of quick too. A dude yeah. named Bake McBride. Yep, yep. <laughs> but if I'm just <laughs> saying that you know that's 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 kind of what an advantage that is. Yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to think. I'm gonna call both of you guys in. Braves relay team. Who's a, a re, a four by one hundred? Well, we start with our nine o'clock guest. No, I'm talking about the current team. Oh, well, that's different. Yeah, four, I thought you meant all time. That'd no, be more four, fun. No, four by one hundred. No, but with this team, because they had to send the merit down, so that that's some spirit that's gone. Okay, some speed that's gone. So you got Albies. Albies. Yeah. Is got he Ron? He's your he's your he's your leadoff. He's your you know what's the first leg? Anchor leg. Anchor no, leg. Anchor's last. Anchor's last. He's your first leg. So probably Harris will be leg two. Okay. If Acuna is what he is, yeah. he's leg three. He's the anchor. No, he's, well, he's the he's anchor. anchor. Okay. He's anchor. He's anchor. Well, who's four? Well, that's four. That's the anchor. So we need three. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but if you're going to give it to Acuna at the end, or you can give it to Harris at the end. Well, see, see, now I have a track history. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> even when you get to your anchor, you need your third guy to make up ground if you're behind. You don't want to leave it all to your anchor. Okay. So that's why there are some track coaches that will put Okunia in the third. You need your anchor to be your steadiest guy, but if you got to make up ground, you need to make it up in that third lane. Who's leg. your fourth? But who's just the fourth member of the team? Yeah. Walt Weiss. No. From the bullpen? No, man. I, I'm, I'm saying Dansby. Well, I figure that's an easy one, Dansby. You talking about the younger going for the youngest legs? Well, yeah. But if you go, if you that's the object, the idea is to win, right? You seen Contreras run? Yeah, he's a catcher. He's so a I understand that. I understand that. You see him running base pass the other day with, between him and Darno when they had like back to back hits. Doubles it. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I'm saying he was he was picking them up and laying them down in a way that I haven't seen catchers do. I don't know if he in makes my four by one hundred for this oh. Braves team. Who was the third member of the outfield that Snicker just said? If you put those three out there, oh Duval. That's what he said. Yeah, he said Juvie. Oh, he said Juvie. No, 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 no. You actually think he's the ball? The ball is not faster than Dansby. Yeah, no. Okay, so fine, Dansby. 
Is Dan's to be more quick than he is fast? There's I think a difference. he's pretty fast. He ran. He ran through the uh, stop sign. The, the, well, that just night. means he ain't paying attention. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> he but, but, but he scored. He, yeah, he scored on Albie's blooper. I got it. I got he, it. He, he also better. looked in the outfield first because I saw that replay. Yeah. And he looked. When you have the play in front of you, you know what your speed is, and then you can make that decision. That's why he ran through it. He saw that guy still fumbling around with it out there for a minute. Just before he's about five feet before he hit third base. He made that decision on his own. Is there a pitcher that's faster? Would the be? Would you put Freed on there? Uh, yeah, so you might have to go to a, you might have to go to the bullpen for this. It might not be a bad F- Freed. Yeah. Yeah, or about one hundred relay team with this current brace. I can't believe I'm saying that with the brace, <laughs> but that's but because they've been. I won't say the Braves been slow, but but I mean you got some speed. <laughs> four, four by one. I didn't say that, did I? Yeah, you four, did. Four, you can say it again if you want. Four, We're not sponsored four, by them. Four, four <laughs> by one hundred relay for the Braves. Who would the four be? Four, you know. Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. Hit me up on Twitter at Sam Crenshaw twenty three. Who would your four by one hundred relay be with the Braves now that we got some speed on this team? We got to get on out of here. We're going to switch gears and we're going to talk racing next. Going to do a NASCAR, little Indy five hundred on this thirtieth day of May. Adam Alexander from FS One is joining us next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game nine eight two nine The Game dot com. Ooh, by the way, you can take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, May 30th, a holiday weekend. We hope that you are all having a wonderful time, and uh, we'll continue to tomorrow. I will tell you it's an amateur weekend, so be very, very careful. We'll explain that to you coming up in the next segment. But uh, our poll question out there, we'd love you to participate in it. Actually, I'm going to ask our next guest what his thought is or maybe – where he'd like to go. But today's question is on the heels of the Indy 500. What one-day sporting event, eliminating the Super Bowl, because we figured everybody would say the Super Bowl, one-day event in this country would you like to attend? Indy 500, Daytona 500, Kentucky Derby, or other? Okay, and your other could be anything. Um, And so we'll update that in a little bit too. But as we welcome our guest on, you know, um, Adam, we were talking about you earlier. Uh, because we were talking about things that were going on, that what we're doing now on this May 30th that we weren't doing last year because of the pandemic and people were inside and sporting events didn't have people and so on and so forth. And we didn't have, Sam and I and a lot of other people in this business, didn't have much to talk about because of the nature of how sports were being presented back then, if they were playing at all. But yet throughout that, you were with us the entire time describing not only what the sport intended to do once things got up and running, but navigate it through their attempts to keep people's attention, doing it uh, virtually and all other sorts of ways. So this morning we were talking about you. Adam Alexander from FS1 joining us again and how you, like I said, were pretty much a part of this team during that time and how much we wanted to thank you for that. Yeah, well, it was, uh, boy, I think at that point, we were all just trying to find a way to connect and didn't know what the future would hold. And, you know, you, I, I think we all are guilty of taking things for granted. <laughs> and I'm not going to say I took things for granted, but it was refreshing to know that someone just wanted to talk sports and to have the opportunity to do that, given what was going on, uh, I was going to jump the chance. So it, it's been great to have connected uh, the way we have. Enjoy the conversations. So, Sam, wouldn't you want to know where Adam would like to go? What's his one-day event? Whether it's another race, maybe. Maybe it's an FS, I mean, a, a Formula One race or maybe an open-wheel IndyCar race that you haven't gone to. But a one-day event going on, whether it's here, but you're a citizen of the world, you know, you're using racing. So 
What one-day event would you like to attend that you haven't? Well, I, I knew when you were talking about that, uh, when you were saying it, I was going to say Monaco, but then you said in this country, so I'm like, well, you know, at last I checked, Monaco is not uh, in the United <laughs> we'll, States. We'll give you that one. That's a good one. That one yeah. But, you know, I, I do think I, I grew up in southern Indiana, and the Kentucky Derby was a big deal, and I've never been to the Kentucky Derby. And, and you know, obviously I've been to the Daytona 500. I've, I've done the Indy 500 on radio. I've never done it on television, but I've been there and experienced what that race day is like, so I know – um, and, uh, so yeah, and, and the Super Bowl being eliminated, I, w- I would probably say the Kentucky Derby is the one thing on my bucket list that I've not experienced that I'd like to go see. Spending time on the waitforit.com hotline this morning with Adam Alexander from FS1 and Fox NASCAR cover. He is social. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Adam numeral one Alexander, all lowercase Adam one Alexander. And you know what folks, if you go to his Twitter right now, you see some pictures of a well-dressed man. Dude, dude, you dress up pretty, pretty nicely. Yeah, you do. Uh, tell us about this event oh, you had this week. Yeah, you know it's great. I, I about five or six years ago uh, got asked to come to the Speedway Children's Charities Gala uh, in Charlotte, and I went and just as a, a guest to hang out and be a part of the evening. And then the next year they needed someone to to host. They had, they had had a change and some schedule conflicts with their host, and they asked me to host, and I did. And then about a month later they said, you know what? Why don't you come join our board? And so I, I've just grown oh. with this group and, and had an opportunity to really see things from, you know, from a fundraising standpoint and, and a giving standpoint. And it's been great to, to be a part of that. And, and ever since, I've not only been a part of their board, but had a chance to, to host their gala, which we hadn't had in three years because of the pandemic, raised a million dollars on Thursday night for children in the Charlotte area. This was an organization that was founded by Bruton Smith, the owner of, of Charlotte and Atlanta and, and Bristol and Sonoma and Texas, and the list goes on and on. But he lost a child uh, many, many years ago at a very young age. And so he wanted to give back to the communities uh, that he serves with his racetracks through Speedway Children's Charity. So there's a chapter in every city where he owns a racetrack, raising money for kids in that area. And we've been very fortunate here in Charlotte to make a, a huge difference in and it was an awesome night on Thursday. Looked like some of the drivers may have showed up there, too. Did any, any drivers come out? William Byron was there. Uh, Bubba Wallace was there. In fact, the, the band had the stage all set up to perform when we were done with all the fundraising and the live auction and all that. And Bubba actually, uh, during the live auction, got a signed guitar by Blake Shelton. And when he got the guitar, they said, why don't you come up and play? So I, I can't play the guitar, but I can play those drums. So he came up and did a little drum rip for us. So it was, uh, it was fun. But a lot, of, you know, a lot of good celebrities there, um, you know, from the local sports community. And uh, it, it's, it's always just a, a wonderful night to be a part of. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 and this holiday weekend. Talking to Adam Alexander from FS1. Sam and I were talking about this earlier. You think the days of the, the Tony Stewarts and a couple other guys that did it will return, that is, doing the Indy 500 in the, uh, you know, earlier in the day and then jumping on a plane and jumping on, heading over to uh, Charlotte and doing, the, uh, doing your race? Cool, 600. I do believe that possibility exists. I mean, you know, you look at some of the drivers that are out there right now, and, uh, you know, one that comes to mind is, is Kyle Busch. He's been pretty open and talking about that, that he would like to do the Indy 500. I know Kyle Larson um, would probably entertain that idea. I look at Austin Sendrick, who is making his home in, in NASCAR and, and obviously is, is a rookie and, and has been so good in winning the Daytona 500 earlier this year. But his dad, Tim Sendrick, has been Roger Penske's right-hand man forever. And, 
um, has been a strategist for the Indy 500 and, and has won the Indy 500 and, and been a part of all the success that Roger Penske has enjoyed there. So I, I think when you look at that connection, you know, Austin's someone maybe down the road that would be considered for that. So I, you know, I don't know when that will happen a, a, again, but given the crossover that we have now uh, in motorsports, I think we're seeing more and more tolerance for the series being together and, and motorsports is becoming more one. Uh, maybe than it has in a long, long time. And, and so all of those things added together, I believe, yeah, we'll see it again where someone does the double. Thoughts about who's rolling well. It seems like the Toyotas um, are, are taking well to the setup of this car uh, for Charlotte. Thoughts about them today and, 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 and who, who are you watching? You, you nailed it, Sam. And, and I think it's not just at Charlotte, but I, I think we've seen it in recent weeks. You go back to Darlington and they were all running up there in the top 10 and, and crashed with 33 laps to go on a restart and basically took out one another. I think a Toyota would have had a great chance of, of winning at Darlington uh, Mother's Day weekend. Uh, the next week at Kansas, they were absolutely dominant when Kurt Busch won. And, and if you look, all six Toyotas were in the top 10, and outside of Kurt Busch, they all had some kind of a problem, either started at the back or had a penalty throughout the race or whatever the case may be. So, I mean, that was not only a dominant performance, but a, a dominant performance through adverse times. I think Kyle Busch was probably the car to beat last week before he was crashed and, and had the tire go down uh, in the all-star race. And, and they obviously qualified up front again for tonight's Coke 600. So the Toyotas appear to have found something, in particular at the intermediate tracks. But but I, I think just across the board, they probably are are starting to check the boxes on this new car, and, and I think they will be a, a big-time player tonight and probably in the weeks to come. All right, well, this is the official start of summer on the calendar here, as we sit here on May 30th, and a chance for you to um, just take a second and, and ponder what you've seen so far in this season and, and the stories that pop to mind if you're explaining this 2022 uh, NASCAR season so far. 13 races in, so we're halfway through the regular season. 11 winners. Parity has been the name of the game. So surprises. Uh, you know, I think Ross Chastain winning twice, we didn't see that coming, especially, you know, the fact that he did it with Trackhouse, who started a, a second car this year and basically a new organization. So that was big. You know, Chase Briscoe winning his first career ra race was surprising. Uh, Austin Sendrick, I mentioned, winning the Daytona 500 as a rookie. I, I don't think we saw that coming necessarily. And the, the fact that we've got 13 races to go, only five playoff spots left, and there's seven guys that won last year that haven't won this year. And, you know, among them, Martin Truex Jr., Christopher Bell, who are in the Toyota camp, and we just talked about how strong they've been. Tyler Reddick qualified, you know, in the top ten again. Uh, so I would anticipate he's going to have a chance to win a race soon. They, they've been so fast all year long. Uh, across the board, it's going to be an interesting summer. And, and, and I'll say this, there's a chance that a guy like a Kyle Larson or a Kyle Busch or a Denny Hamlin could get hot and start winning a handful of races, and, and we wouldn't have the drama at the end of the regular season as far as who gets in with wins that we all anticipate you know, could, could happen. But I, I really believe you know, we fast-forward six weeks, and, and we could be sitting here talking about a driver possibly winning a race in the regular season and not making the playoffs. I, I never believed we'd be having that conversation, but, but that possibi possibility is out there this year just given the fact that we've got 11 winners in the first 13 races. Well, spending time on the waitfor.com outline with Adam Alexander uh, from FS1. We're talking racing and this big day of racing 
um, that really internationally with Monte Carlo going and then Indy and then the Coca-Cola 600. But I, I want to know what you have for us in the pre-race show today because, Greg, I watched the pre-race show last week, and Adam went out and played a round of golf with Kyle Larson. Uh, see, you know, y'all just want to rub that in my face. Because, see, I know why you're bringing it up because what we talked about earlier. No, but I'm, no, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Uh, but he's, well, I'm he, not Okay, go ahead. He gets to go out and play a round of golf with him. I thought it was pretty neat, too. Uh, how, how was that for you, Adam? It was great. You know, Kyle is uh, – I think he's just a, an underrated dude. You know, he, he is someone that um, – he's a neat family guy, and I think he's got, you know, tremendous perspective on things. And, um, you know, obviously he's, he's dealt with some challenges, but I, I think that he's, he's learned through that. And, and I've, I enjoy being around him because it, the, the neat thing about Kyle, and, and we've seen some controversy this year with guys on pit road that don't get along and – you know, pushing and shoving and, and, you know, firing words off at another competitor when you don't like how they race you. Kyle's the first guy to take responsibility for something he does on track, and he's the first guy to forgive. I mean, he, he doesn't get too high, he doesn't get too low, and I think that's why he's been so successful. So spending a day with him, and, and, and the piece was more about his son Owen, right? Because Owen, uh, we, we wanted to meet the kids, and Owen and Audrey were out there, and Owen – put on a show for us so it was it was great we were on the par three course and which is good for me if i don't have to get my driver out of the bag i, I like that chance. <laughs> i still have to get the putter out i still have to use the putter but if i don't have to get the driver out i've got a chance so we had, we had a great time and we actually did a piece the other day it's not going to air tonight uh as a part of the pre-race but we'll have it next week in st louis uh with kevin harvick he and, and his kids and uh that that was a really cool moment to, too. So uh, we'll look forward to that. All right. First of all, uh, when when you're in the area, I want to play golf with you. Uh, so you can make that okay, happen. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, I, I want to play golf with you. But I think Sam brought this up because earlier in the show we were talking about as we um, talk about places we'd like to go, bucket list, bucket list locations. As we talked about by an extension of the um, poll question today, and one of the things I said I wanted to do, and I said this probably a couple over the last couple of years, is to play that course that's half in and half out of the Indy 500 track. Oh, and yeah. I don't know that's if you've true. ever played that or watch people watch people that, that have played it, if they do it the, you know, early race day. But, man, that is, that's just something. I want to get on inside that course. I think there's only three holes inside. I could be wrong. Right, you're right. But to get yep. in there – Hit your shot and then stand like Mary Tyler Moore and just do a turn and look and see where you're at and suck it all in. <laughs> I won't throw my hat in the air, but go ahead. Now, I've not played the Brickyard Crossing, and, and it is a great golf course. And, you know, they've hosted the LPGA uh, and, and the seniors there, the Champions Tour has been there. So, I mean, it's it's a legit golf course. I mean, it's not a gimmick thing. It's it's an awesome, you know, golf course that is, is hosting some really big tournaments. I, I will tell you this, though, quick story. The first weekend of May every year they do the mini marathon as a part of the Indianapolis 500 festival and all the activities that go on during the month of May in Indianapolis. And you leave downtown and you run out to the track and you do a lap around the track, two and a half miles, and then you exit and you run back downtown to finish. And so I, I got to tell you, the fastest mini marathon I ever ran was, was this one. And I'm having the best day of my life. And I, I get to the track, right? And I got two and a half miles to go around the track and people are already leaving, which means halfway through a 13-mile run, they're two and a half miles in front of me. Let me tell you, that is demoralizing. So there are a lot of great things that happen 
around the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I can only hope that if I got to play the Brickyard Crossing, I would be far less demoralized than I was when I did that jog (laughs) that included the two and a half miles around the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. (laughs) Good story, good story. Adam, Adam, we thank you so much for spending some time with us uh, here on this Memorial Day holiday uh, Sunday. Of course, a special day, the Coca-Cola 600 comeback, uh, and all that goes on around it, uh, remembering those uh, the fallen servicemen and everything that NASCAR will do today. Uh, we thank you for joining us this morning. It's great to be with you guys. Thank you, and um, I hope you enjoy the holiday weekend. You too, Adam. We'll be in touch. Adam uh, Adam Alexander from FS1 joining Sam and Greg. Coming up, we got a special guest, top of the hour, Ralph Gar, the roadrunner, Atlanta Brave, Hank Aaron teammate. Got lots of stories coming out. This guy, he's going to join us coming up top of the hour. Also going to talk to Deshaun Tate about Game 7. But up next, a little casting call. Let you know what you guys should be doing the next couple weeks, and it's different than what I normally tell you. I'll fill you in next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. There was Jimmy and Tommy and me, and there was Anthony Stabile. How you doing? Frankie Carbone. And then there was Mo Black's brother, Fat Andy. And his guys, Frankie the Wop, Freddie No Knows, and then there was Pete the Killer, who was Sally Balls' brother. And you had Nicky Eyes and Mikey Franchese and Jimmy Two Times, who got that nickname because he said everything twice. Like I'm gonna go get the papers. Get the papers. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. We started this yesterday. We'll do it again maybe tomorrow. But today we say rest in peace, Ray Liotta. Uh, Henry Hill from yep. Goodfellows. Uh, obviously all the other roles you played. Uh, maybe you're going to get something before we uh, get on out of here from Field of Dreams. Played a right-handed shoeless Joe Jackson. <laughs> but that's okay. We, get, we, you know, we look the other way. Do you hear this music, what this is? Okay, all right, yeah. You know what that is? Yeah, thanks for the memory. Yeah, and whose song is that? We had had Russell on earlier. This would have been Bob Hope's birthday today. Really? That's why he played it. Wow. Yeah. A little insignificant information. It was back in the day when all all the entertainers had their own golf tournaments. Wasn't that the truth? Sammy Davis had one. The Hartford Open. Hartford Open. Dinah Shore. Andy Williams had one. Of course, Bing Crosby. Right. They still call that one the Crosby. Well, well, they, they moved it. His wife moved it. Okay. Because that, that, that was Pebble Beach. That's true. So That's they, true. they started having the, the old Crosby Clam Bake actually moved to outside Winston-Salem. When I was in Greensboro, they would have it there every year. Really? Yeah. Okay. And all those all those B-list actors, McLean Stevenson and Chad Everett, all them. All, <laughs> all them B-list actors. The them ones dudes, you see on game shows? All, all, them dudes, all them dudes would show up and play that tournament, man. <laughs> Stedman Graham came and played it one time. And Oprah came. Really? To, and Oprah came to watch it. I was gonna say, I'm waiting for you to say she was his caddy. <laughs> then I'm gonna have to call somebody. <laughs> she didn't caddy. She didn't caddy, but she came to watch it. Because remember, she used to hang out in Winston Salem at Maya Angelou's house. Uh, I believe because that. She okay. Because she's a professor at Winston Salem State, and uh, no, at Wake Forest. I love how you. Bring, I gotta say this actually about both of us. We can bring. We can bring things full circle. I mean, you started one way and you brought it back all the way around we, we, in Maya Angelou, and then back to North Carolina, and and that was a nice little. Ribbon you put yeah, on that. But that's where the Crosby clam bake ended up. The Crosby. Bermuda Run. Bermuda Run. That's the place where they played it. 
You know that rundown that Joe was talking about? In, I mean, excuse me, Henry Hill slash Ray Liotta and introducing his crew yeah. in that little sign. And I don't want to re, I don't want to say his name again. Frankie the. Yeah. Okay. That character was played by the guy who was Carmine in The Sopranos, the boss of the New York family. Okay. That actor was depicted, and his real life is The Green Book, that movie. Do okay. you know that? He I've drove, yeah, he was the guy. He was the dude who kind of had friends, wink, 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 and drove this black concert pianist to his various jobs in the 60s. That was that, was that actor. So folks don't know the, the, the tie-in to that, but um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, this is when we talk movies, right, and all that sort of stuff, and That's what letting we folks do. know about jobs. Well, yes. there's a casting call that's up, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm just going to be honest with you, it is not a full casting call because we are in a lull right now, or the industry is, and it's not that there aren't any job opportunities out there as far as extra work, and you need to go to the list of the casting directors that I have listed, and they always are there. So you can go to their social media pages where they post their jobs. Most of them aren't... Um, Doing a project right now, what most of them are doing are setting up for the next one. So January Curry, Patrick over at Extras Casting Atlanta, uh, you know Heather from Casting Taylor Made, and so on and so forth. They are prepping because this holiday weekend is sort of the line of delineation for projects wrapping. Some starting up now. There's a lot of independent stuff out there. There's stuff out there that's they have needs for. But. Right now, for purposes of the casting call, I'm focusing on where you guys can find jobs behind the camera. Those of you that with a skill set that would lend itself to being on a crew. You want to change jobs. That's basically what we're talking about. And there are opportunities ongoing. I'm not saying this month is better than last month or next month will be better than the following month. But this is fluid, this industry. And there's people making decisions. And so you never know when a grip or a makeup artist, or a carpenter job, or a cook, a driver, chef, I should say. Well, you eat well on the set. You boy, you do. Um, When those jobs are open. So I get you started at georgia.org and walk you through where to find those. So that's going to be the casting call probably for the next couple weeks, just letting you guys know where to find. Now, I've got a couple generic needs of, of a few casting directors up there where they're just basically trying to fill up their database. And I'm going to be honest with you, too. One of them has a project where they're not, they're not checking your vaccination status. That mm-hmm. hasn't happened in a while. Yeah. Okay. So um, you you still will probably have to get tested. But they're not saying you can't. You know, if you didn't even get, you know, you weren't invited even to show up or submit if you didn't have vaccination or being fully vaccinated. Now, as long as you know, and every every production is doing it a little bit differently, but they are going to test you. But some productions aren't asking you to be vaccinated. Right from jump. So keep an eye. Be sure to read through all the breakdowns when you see them. So, again, they're up on uh, 92.9thegame.com slash casting call. Somebody asked me this again. I've been getting this regularly. I get emails from people that have questions having to do with the industry. But the majority of the the people that I hear from that are feeding back, they go, why do you want us to do an email? Why can't you just do it, you know, on Twitter and, and Instagram? It's a lot easier that way. I said, well, that's, I'd be answering a million of them. If you really want to know what's going on, you'll send me an email. That's why I do it that way. Because I'll have, I'll have dozens upon dozens of people reaching out to me via Twitter and, and 
you know, something where it's just like they're in their car thinking about it and then they forget about it an hour later. Because I've reached back to people that go, oh, no, that was earlier. I'm done. I'm, I'm moving on. So I'm like, you know, if you send me an email, then I know that you're serious about it. Okay. So that's why I do greg.clarkson at odyssey.com. This is the decision I made. And, of course, the, the uh, list is also right now up on Get Cast with Greg on Twitter. Fantastic. There you go. Fantastic. You ever heard of Tenzin Norgay? Ooh. Tenzin Norgay. No. Should I? His, well, Should I know? It, it, he's an adjective. Uh. Tenzin Norgay is the Sherpa who took Sir Hillary, um, Sir Edmund Hillary, okay. to the summit of Mount Everest. Okay. So basically, he was the first guy to make it to the top of Mount Everest. <laughs> and the guy who was the, got the name with it, Sir, Sir Edmund Hillary, was given that. But Tenzin Norgay was the guy. He was his Sherpa. He was his leader, okay. if you will, okay. right? Right. And it would have been his birthday today. I just thought, I thought about that because I was using him as an adjective to describe people who lead you properly. Okay. There's there's being led, yes, yeah. and then there's being read, led properly. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, and and as we were talking NBA earlier, and you brought up, we we mentioned the fact that we didn't talk that much yesterday about the new head coach of the Lakers, and despite that job being filled, that don't mean the Lakers are going to be even better next year. They still got some issues to deal with. Yeah. But that's what you want to do if you want to if you want to say if you're talking about somebody who's a leader or you're looking for a a great leader, you say. Looking for that Tenzin Norgay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay. How you like All that? Right. All right. Went to All New right. York by way of Phoenix on that one, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. I want to thank Eric for giving me that because I was going to call that a noun or a verb. I wasn't sure if it was an, actually an adjective. So I ain't going to lie. I had to like, what is this falling to in English there? Nice save, Eric. Yeah, thank you very much. Nice save. I can throw out a couple of these things right now because I'm done with it where I'm driving you as far as, um, oh, 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 Ray Liotta. This year, I think, was supposed to be at the Field of Dreams game. Last really? year, they had Kevin Costner. Okay, so this was the second year. This is the year. year the Cubs are playing. Right, and I can't remember the other team, but the Cubs are there, but they were going to bring out as part of the ceremony before. walk him. out of the corn. Yeah, man, that was supposed to happen. And actually, I found that out as something that was going to be a surprise. Like everybody knew as you got closer to Kevin Costner was going to be a part of the first one. But they, you weren't sure what was going to happen this year. Was it going to be James Earl Jones? Okay. You know what I mean? Was it going to be somebody else from the movie? Well, the logical person is either James Earl Jones or Ray Liotta. And it was speculated that Ray Liotta was going to be the person. Wow. So did I tell you, and speaking of this movie, let's remind people, if you enjoyed that HBO project, Winning Time, the woman who plays the forum General manager, um, who's like Jeannie Buss's mentor, that woman, is the little girl from Field, from Field of Dreams. Whoa. Gabby Hoffman. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. She got the gray hair and everything right yeah, there, the is, black yeah. hair. Right, right. She is the she's the little girl in Field of Dreams. Wow. And yeah, Wow, just in the, wow. In, in that movie there. Uh Eric, did you have something else there for us? Go ahead, man. Or you tell us we gotta shut up. Oh yeah, we gotta shut up, don't we? Oh, we got to us. Right. I was going to say it's about time to hear that uh, Field of Dream soundbite. Well, why don't you hit it there for us, there, sir? All right, those first two were high and tight. So, what do you think the next one's going to be? Well, either loan away or in my ear. He's not going to want to load the bases, so look for low and away. Right. 
But watch out for in your ear. That was uh, Ray Liotta. And Frank Wiley, I believe is his name, who played the young Moonlight Graham in Field of Dreams, who eventually became Burt Lancaster, right? One of wow. his last roles. Whoa. We had a rug in our house that, that Jesse, and before that our other dog, Roxy, it kind of went from the kitchen was, was hardwood, and then when you walked into the living room, it was, it was carpet, right? And when I would mess with her, I would get her to come into the kitchen area where the wood was, and then I'd like scream at her, go at her back. And then she'd like slip and, you know, her nails would be on the, yeah. she couldn't get a grip, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so she got smart with that. And then she would come, I go, come here, Roxy, come here. And Jesse, and they'd get up to where the carpet stopped, right? And then they wouldn't come in because they got smart with that stuff. And I called that the Burt Lancaster line in the house. <laughs> Burt Lancaster, he'd cross that and all of a sudden he'd become, you know, or, or, you know, the young moonlight would become the old guys, though. Let me bring this full circle. Frank Wiley, who's been in a ton of movies, was in a movie I saw yesterday because we're talking about Ray Liotta and being associated with gangster movies. Here's a movie watch. May not be the best movie, but it's kind of like when nothing else is going on, if you got a chance, you see it, The Freshman. You never heard of The Freshman? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. The Freshman is kind of a pseudo um, homage to The Godfather. It was 18 years later. He, did, he was only in, in one, right? The Freshman stars Matthew Broderick and Marlon Brando. That's right. And, That's right. And That's right. Yep. The, 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 the joke throughout it is that this guy who's pretty much everything that you remember from Brando in, in The Godfather, you know, he's respected throughout the community. He's got the son talk like this and everything was just <laughs> like this. It was wonderful. But there's this thing going on, which I'm not going to tell you if you've never seen the movie, but Matthew Broderick and him do something together. But Frank Wiley is Matthew Broderick's roommate in this movie, and the two of them kidnap a kimono dragon. Whoa. And what they do with the dragon is where Brando and his boy Bruno Kirby's in this movie. But it's just one of those movies that there's all these little attachments to the original Godfather and Marlon Brando's movie. Because at the end of the movie, you got to pay attention to this. He pulls out a couple lines from On the Waterfront. Whoa! His award-winning movie, yeah. Uh, from like when when Marlon Brando looked just like Brad Pitt. I mean, the two dudes could have been separated at birth. That's what Brando was. You think him in his old fat, yeah, heavy yeah, dude, no, the dude Godfather. Was smooth. He was smooth. Brando yeah. made women weak in the knees yeah. when he first hit. So the the freshman. That's a movie you might want to check out. There, it's like, and and Penelope Ann Miller's in it because she's easy on the eyes. Coming up, uh, we have got something special for you. Nine o'clock. We're going to be talking to one of the all-time greats of the Atlanta Braves. Ralph Gar is scheduled to join us in five minutes. Going to talk about a number of things, and we got to get some Hank Aaron stories out of this guy. That's up next. It's Sam and Greg on the 30th day of May this Sunday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with it on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. John Chuckery, Knights. When do you begin to have concerns about the Atlanta Braves? I know it's easy because I'm looking at a couple of comments on Twitter about, oh, well, you know, they did it last. Okay. Doing it last year doesn't guarantee you that you do it this year, right? Remember the Atlanta Hawks? Remember them? Remember that regular season that they had that we looked and said, oh. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.